So, welcome to episode 54 of the Unofficial Hunter Hunter Podcast. My name is Dame Dr. Foxy Brown, and I am joined by Bullet Beast. Oh, snap. And I'm first. And yeah. I get actually mentioned. This is a good day. <laughs> <laughs> it's your birthday. It is a good day. Yes, it is. Well, you had the best anecdote, so. And, um, Diego. Hey, guys, what is happening? So, today we have news, and then we're going to cover episode 58, Signal to Protect, and we are also going to cover part two of Volume Zero, I guess is what we're going to go with. Yeah, it is Volume Zero. Um, So, first off, we had um, all this information, again, you can find on our Facebook page and on our Twitter feed. the, the, they could be found at facebook.com slash hxhpodcast and twitter.com slash hxhpodcast. But um, also facebook.com slash hxhpodcast. I thought I just mentioned that. You said but, Twitter twice. Oh, I did? Oh. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. My bad. <laughs> yeah, we're so, at 84 likes, guys. We're yeah. almost close to, close-ish to 100. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, we had last week's Weekly Show and Jump Scan uh, had info on Volume Zero, which will be containing the two chapters that we have, as well as some artwork and some info from the movie. Um, it will be given to the first 100,000 people, I believe, that go see the movie. It opens up in almost a month. Um, it's the, January 23rd? The, yeah. So in like about a month or so. Away. Just in the event that someone listening is in Japan or going to be in Japan that day, sure, we can tell you what day to try to go to the movies. Yeah. Um, again, this is in Japan, not here in America. We don't even have a licensor here in America or anywhere else that I know of. Um, only in Japan is the series being shown and the movie is going to be going out there. So if anyone in Japan goes to see the movie, write us, let us know what you thought of it because... Did you say write us or lie to us? Write us. Really, but I, also lie to us. I prefer so lie to us. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. I meant like write us an email or like tweet us or post on our Facebook wall. Like let us know what you thought of the movie and and what like you know what your thoughts of it were. Uh, then we basically got the um, a preview for Greed Island that shows um, the spiders on the left. It shows Jin in the middle. It shows Hizoka and Krolo on the right. We see Biscuit with Hizoka and Gon with their newfound abilities, which is a little bit spoilery, by the way. Um, but no one knows one. what they are. <laughs> right. And then we see these mysterious group of gentlemen on the bottom. Um, guy with very cool-looking goatee that looks like a vampire. Uh, and then kind of a guy that kind of resembles Tampa on the left-hand side. A little bit. Yeah. Guy with a sick faux hawk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bro. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, uh, this is, we're obviously, this past episode was the end of the uh, New York or York New arc. And we're going right into Greed Island, and this is what you guys are in for. Oh, I forgot to mention the book in the back. I forgot that. I didn't... 
very, very important part of this next arc. The special book for things. Yes. Um, any thoughts? On the picture? Yeah, like the character designs or like the color scheme. Because I know uh, Biscuit is dressed up differently than she was in the original OVA. I couldn't even... T- I did not know that until they said that. She had brown hair in the OVA. Yeah, now she's blonde. I can't even word. Yeah, brown hair, <laughs> blonde hair, who cares? Like... Whatever. Kenshiro's a Kenshiro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> She is as moe as you're going to get in this series, so enjoy it, fans. Yep. Who say that there's not enough moe. Um, then the other part of news that we have of this week's uh, Shonen Jump Alpha scan was the cast of the show, or not the show, of the movie, um, got together and they previewed the um, the album or the single for Yusu's Reason. Which, if you also go, I, I found a very uh, uh, a lengthy thirty to forty second clip of the new. It's going to be also the new ending theme once we get to Great Island, which I'm, I think it might be next episode, um, or maybe they're not, they might wait until later. I'm not entirely sure, but the the theme song is called Reason. It's by Yuzu, and it's also the theme for the movie, and I believe it comes out in January twenty third. Or something around there. Um, right? I'm not sure. Like, does anybody I want to correct me on that? No? Okay. Of course not. I don't nope. read Japanese. Of course. Right. You're I totally I correct. No. I don't either. So go to our Facebook page. So I don't know. Yes. Oh, sorry. Release January 9th. Good. Um, it'll be coming out on, DV- on a CD, DVD, combo, or just a regular CD. Um, next we have the, the Hisoka bedsheets, mm-hmm. uh, yes. offered by NTV. They also have Hisoka hand towels. Yes. And if you guys look at it, um, I have no idea who the hell would even want to buy this. The same people that buy, um, the body pillows mm-hmm. totally be all over this. Yep. Probably, but. Ahsoka has his fangirls. I know that sounds weird. It, that doesn't sound weird to me at all. Yeah, that sounds perfectly the, the... natural, which is <laughs> which is disturbing and says a lot about this fandom. Yeah, there's cards everywhere on the on the on the bed, and Hisoka's wearing jeans and a shirt, and it's kind of half open, half not, and he's like pulling his hair back. Hisoka dresses um, up really nicely, so none of this surprises me. Yep. No, not at all. And then the hand towels you get the you get your choice of pink and white. And it's the same image as on the bread on the bedspread. See that part is. Boring. And I guess should have been something. What is what? No, I said that part is boring. It should have been something else. Oh, like the to, the, the hand towel to give you a reason to collect the towels and the bed sheets. Because I mean, and when you order, you actually get a uh, you, what's it called? Uh, a Ahsoka bag. Uh, is it with perfect? one of his creepy faces? Ahsoka tote bag. Yeah, that's Ahsoka tote bag. That's cool. Um, NTV is um, going to be doing this for other things, other series it seems, and this is one of the first items that they're rolling out. So, yeah, it's cool. They also they're the same people that do the character song collections, and that's actually available now. Um, we haven't obviously covered them because I don't understand Japanese, so <laughs> I don't know what they're saying. But they're all together and they're just saying things. Mm. Um. Next piece of info we have 
is the um the no wait we already have that um <laughs> sorry give me one second the oh right the 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 new character lady stop stalling um, with noises that makes it a lot I'm hard just, to edit yeah sorry um the woman that plays i believe the the it's the little boy with the overalls Rats? yeah yep he apparently plays a big a big role in the movie and um he comes in and disrupts the friendship between Gon and Killua. Oh, okay. Sure. With sexy, sexy love. <laughs> even though it's a guy. Yep. So. Well, Gon and Killua are guys, so I don't even know what even yeah, what that know. qualifier was for. <laughs> Almost everyone yeah. in the show is a guy. Yes. Even the ones you think might not be. Yep. Except mm-hmm. Pakanoda. We also have that Chisa Yokoyama will be playing the role of bis- of Biscuit. Yay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I I, th- I thought one of you guys would know who she is. She played uh, Lucretia in Gundam Wing. I know that. Pretty <laughs> Sam in Magical Girl Pretty Sam. Okay, Sasami. Yeah. Word it's nine in this bitch. Um, so hopefully she does a good job with it. Um, other than that, I don't know anything else about her. Um, the latest, uh, volume for Hunter Hunter volume 31 came out this past week and it sold, it was in first place and it sold 84,000, I think. Yeah, it was, uh, 684,299 copies. I should probably one piece not out that week. I should probably uh, mention, no. um, just from doing the Gintama podcast earlier this week, I know that Hunter Hunter appeared on um, two lists for the year um, in terms of best manga sell- selling. Uh, one was by volume, and Hunter Hunter appeared in the top 50 um, among, you know, One Piece. Most of it was dominated by One Piece, but... Uh. What can you do, right? Yeah, not much. Friggin' One Piece. Well, this, I mean, this, and then there was another one, I think it was, like, top, because I, I went out, I, The other one was top sales by series, and Hunter Hunter was number eight, um, overall. Nice. So, considering that there weren't that many volumes released in the past year, that is pretty, pretty yeah. good. I think it was three million-ish? Um, yeah, it was, the, it was two wait, volumes, right? It was 30 and 29. Was it number eight? confusing it with where no it was it was number eight not i remember now because it was one piece was also on there and at i remember looking one, at that at ridiculous yes. number one it was like 20 yeah because it's like 3.8 million number two was and then and after that was uh, pro's basketball with yeah eight million i think with eight million at number mm-hmm. three i think was naruto and i had six million so one piece is still more popular than everything yes <laughs> almost combined than and anything what, you love. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is just, it's just the jump stuff, but it, yeah. Okay. Most of the, I don't think the other properties are popular enough to be past One Piece, but um, this both of these lists were just the jump stuff that sold this year. Yeah. I think no, there no, was no, mention of an overall list, but I don't have any access to it. 
this week the the main volumes that came out were uh, Kuroko's Basketball, Saint Young Men, Bleach, Toriko, Gintama, uh, Hitman Reborn, and Hunter Hunter and and Hunter Hunter beat them with like we said six hundred eighty four thousand two hundred ninety nine copies. So it's still selling overall relatively well um, for it. You know, only having so very many like volume, little volumes over I think the year. Three but... volumes released this year. Yeah, I, I believe it's thirty-one technically because it's still te- it's December. But there's going to be another one. Yeah, but, thirty-two um, is going to be coming out at the end of December, right? I think like next week or the week after. Well, either way, thirty-one didn't count because um, the list was up until November. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but so thirty twenty-nine. Yeah, thirty and twenty-nine. I think that was it. Okay. Yeah, there was because uh, twenty-eight was the one that we uh, was the one right before the the big uh, chimera ant hiatus. So yeah, Hunter Hunter has been selling ridiculously well for like no consistency whatsoever. For a zombie manga. Yeah. <laughs> yes. For an undead manga whose creator doesn't care about it anymore. Yeah. Allegedly. Okay, so that completes the news. Mm-hmm. Alright, excellent. So episode fifty eight, like I mentioned earlier, is called Signal to Protect. Mentioned in the previous episode that this was gonna wrap up the arc. Um, it actually ends like three quarters of the way through the episode. Um and it continues with the the climactic meeting first of two meetings between Pakanoda and Kuripiko. And we've learned through psychic conversations um, with Krolo and himself that he's projecting towards Pakanoda that the most important thing for her to notice in this whole exchange is that Kuripika has pretty much forgotten about his initial goal of revenge um, in exchange for making sure that Gon and Killer will come out of this whole situation okay because he's, he's very well aware that the spiders have no problem with killing children. And he's learned through this ride in the car that from the man's own words and his beating heart that he's not as important to the spiders as one would naturally think. And they would willingly sacrifice him to get at Kurvika. Um, so, like, we've seen some character growth with Kurvika, even though the first time I read this I and watched it, I totally didn't notice like Sky still being a dick about the whole revenge thing and not I didn't really notice that he had almost completely put it on hold like this was as far as he thought he was going to be able to go right here he's, um, you can see uh, after the break that he's really worried that this is all going to backfire in his face like he really uh, doubts the decision that he's about to make um, That's where he he starts asking Pakanoda questions, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, why are you doing this? Don't you think I'm a double-cross you? Blah, blah, blah. It's just like, right. if you were going to double-cross me, you wouldn't be asking me that question. Mm. <laughs> He's like, I'm a spider. I know all about double-crossing, okay? <laughs> it's like, I know all about humanity and stuff, man. This, I've seen the edge. <laughs> I've looked into the abyss. <laughs> Literally. 
and your bitches look like, like I know pain. I know I know drooping. You the whole thing with, <laughs> with us killing all 128 members of your clan. That was no big deal. Like what? I've I've been through worse personally, and I empathize with you. I do. Were you born in a garbage can, <laughs> sir? <laughs> I mean, I was. when you um, obviously we're joking about it, but um, Kurupika, obviously for him to be this angry about everything that happened, even without you reading the manga and knowing the spoilers, it's clear that he had to have had a somewhat happy childhood, because you don't get this angry about people who, uh, people dying who weren't just a little bit nice to you. Like <laughs> you figure he had to have a happy family to some degree, because like the only person that's had a pretty rough childhood, and he's not even upset about it that much is Killua and they even they have their weird familial bond thing so Gon's had a loving family Leorio we assume has had a loving family because he hasn't been angry about it and Kurapika it's pretty easy to infer that he has to have had one whereas with the spiders especially the ones that we know are founding members that are definitely from Meteor City we know that it's pretty much impossible for them to have had a happy childhood so Yes, it's jokes, but um, it's probably rooted in a it's bit like of truth. My, it's like my my neighbor was a fucking noob. <laughs> my neighbor was a noob. I don't even know what the word mother means. Like, yeah. That does nothing for me. No image. I don't know what the word mother is, but it's, t- it's been tattooed <laughs> into my arm. What a knife. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Kurapika basically, you know, forbids the leader to use Nen. He's forbidden to contact the troop. Um, sets up this whole entire thing on his heart that if he ever does that, it'll explode. Um, and now Kurapika, you know, after this point, he's kind of conflicted and, and starts thinking, like, what he's going to do. He has no idea. And as we're doing this, like, we get this little reminiscing shot of, like, trying to, how he's going to save Killua and Gone. And then we see them hugging it out. And then underneath, like, Pyro or Pyro just waving. <laughs> Bam out of nowhere. Who is this guy? Nobody yeah. knows. Yeah, who is this kid? <laughs> Random brown hair kid. Look at right. the movie promo stuff. It's Watch like, now movie. you know. Watch the movie. <laughs> it's a perfect time like... to advertise for the movie. To be fair, this, well, yeah, this was, that. Be like, this was movie. in the, the manga. I think we, we called it out because we had no clue who the person was. So it's like yeah, this tiny like, image of this person. <laughs> It's like, like, is that a smudge or a character? <laughs> maybe it's he, this guy that he knew from back then before his village. And all of a sudden, it's like, you know, 20 years later. Oh, right. He exists. <laughs> no, He's right. That wasn't a person I accidentally put there. Right. <laughs> and he also, like, almost explains how his den works to Pakanoda. And... Right. He says to Pakanoda, like, I'm also going to put the judgment chain on you. Is that okay? As though she has a choice, right? Like, <laughs> it's like you can... do you agree? Shut up and do your damn pinky finger thing. <laughs> you can agree for me to put this thing on your chest that will kill you if you break any of these two rules. Or you could not agree and I could kill your boss right now. Right. Like, you're not asking for sex, Kirpika. This isn't a real... This isn't even a real <laughs> can I enter you right now? Would it be okay, girl? Can I enter you? Can I penetrate you? Yeah, alright. It's like, consent under duress isn't really consent, dude. In any other, like, were all things not equal? No! Dancer would clearly be no. But obviously you have the upper hand, so you're just asking the question to assage your own conscience, which doesn't even make sense, because you want to kill these people. Or make them suffer. I'm sorry, he doesn't want to kill them. He wants to make them suffer. 
Because he tells the boss that he did this, so he can't contact his friends. So, well, I don't, I'm not sure if he tells him or he, it's just in his head. So he can know what it's like to have his home taken away from him. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, he's from Meteor City. Like, how are you teaching him a lesson he hasn't already learned? He was playing football like with if... the videotape. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that if... Uh... Yeah, well, in this in this day and age, you know, the technology is like with a video cassette. Like, man, you were so poor. <laughs> now we have iPhones and shit. Like, what? Yeah, this... But if if Kurapika was like even thoughtful for one second, like just kind of thinking, like, you know, I know where these people come from. I know how they grew up. So I know that like anything I do and say to them isn't gonna face them. Like nothing. To be fair, his people... iPod is like a tree. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so it's like I don't know, like his whole entire like all of a sudden revenge took over and like his logic because he you know he was the smartest character out of all of them. Yeah, up until this point. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, now we see that you're just a fucking brat. Like you have no idea what the fuck you're doing, and you're getting your friends almost you're killed. Just as dumb and reckless as gone. <laughs> Yeah, he, he just read not so. No, you're more. It's like at this point, he's more reckless than Gon because Gon came and saved him. <laughs> like when Gon saves you, you know you fucked up. <laughs> so he tells Pakidota, um, back to the Judgment Chain, that you have to release Gon and Killua unharmed by midnight with no tricks, and you can't tell anyone anything you've learned about me. He's like, I just explained to you how my powers work because I don't. I trust that you won't tell anybody this because you clearly value your own life, right? That's why you're here. Mm-hmm. Um. Melody, he, he figures out, is able to tell if they're being controlled. Um, Killua particularly, because she's met him. Um, and I have a note here that um, these dudes not being complete merciless assholes is fucking with everyone. Uh, because the fact that Pakanoda is in front of him and didn't just say, screw you, hang up the phone, and kill Gon and Killua has really thrown a wrench into his whole idea of just this swarm of complete reckless murderers with no regard for human life, even their own, um, just, who just showed up at his village and slaughtered everyone. Like, that whole narrative that he's clearly built for himself is being destroyed um, really within this last few minutes. Yeah. But then, like, the do a switch scene back to the hideout where they're having this whole entire, like, confrontation of what's going to happen. And then we see Hizoka leaving. Right? I well, think. after Pakanoda leaves, I think you see him leaving. She, she goes right. back to get the kids and the big fight breaks out um, because Finks doesn't want to let them go. He's like, this is all the leverage we have why should we just let this happen and he's very concerned that she's being controlled and it, the group again splits down the middle and it's like um, Machi and the others are arguing that you should trust Pakanoda in her judgment like she's not screwing up and Finks is arguing that she's being controlled like why would she do this why would she willingly take these kids back just do as this guy says uh, if she wasn't being controlled, and Gon is finally is like, screw this, breaks his chains, and Kilo yeah, is yeah. like, oh thank God, I don't have to sit here with these things on my arms anymore, and he breaks his, <laughs> and he's like, don't you get it? 
the real reason why um, Machi is willing to trust Pakanoda, the reason why Pakanoda is going through all of this, like, don't you understand that it's because um, they care about each other and you guys are supposed to be friends? And, and Fink's just looking at him like, what's a friend, bro? Yeah. What He's like, that? he uses the power of friendship. Is that a VP? What is yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, every single time, like, when I, because I, I watched this episode, like, twice and like I remember like in the first thing that came to mind when he breaks out of his chains is just like friendship <laughs> <laughs> and Gon says that um, Kurapika won't kill um, someone without any mercy I don't know what that's supposed to mean because um, the way he's doing it where the person basically decides to kill themselves I think is a lot more cruel than just flat out killing them especially on him too um, but I have here that he basically made it so they can't get their boss back. Um, and Franklin asks an interesting question on Shelnark. He says, okay, to calm this whole thing down, what's the worst case scenario for the spiders? And he says something along the lines of is being controlled, um, Krolo gets killed, and there's a fight, and some of the spiders die. And he's like, actually, no. The worst case scenario is that, um, Bakano is being controlled, the boss dies anyway, and we fight here and all of us get killed, and the spider dies with us. So he's like, realistically, if Bakano is playing us, she dies, boss dies, but we can move on. And if we turn this into a huge thing, we're not going to win at all. We're not even going to be able to recover. And to be convenient, Kurapika calls... And Fink still has shots. Oh, I, I'd like to Go mention ahead. during this part, uh, Nobunaga is knocked out behind Ganagawa <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. He's just knocked out Didn't on the Didn't he try floor. to start another fight? I think so. No, I think, yeah, I think so. I think what's his face knocked him down or knocked him out. Um, and, but... like, I like that Franklin basically says, like, whoever's being controlled, just kill them. And we start, we recruit new people and start over. And they're like, Gon just lectured you guys about friendship and you clearly weren't listening. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, the lesson you took away from his his argument was, okay, yeah, kill them and start over. That's friendship. And right? he's like, yeah. I'm not being controlled, but you could try and kill me. It won't work. <laughs> it's like, I don't do good with friends. I just kill and make new ones. It's like a school when people right. fail. Yep. So Kurpika calls and Shalnok answers. And he's not Shalnok. Fink's answers. He's immediately like, "I don't want to talk to you." Put the hostage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, "No, no, no." Son, fuck you. We've been you, through you this. He's like, "Put the hostages yeah. on," and he throws the phone to Gon. And Gon catches it, and he's like, "How are you guys? Like, we're fine." I did he um said to give Killua the phone. I think here, Killua puts the phone in his heart. Melody's like, "Okay, he's fine." And he throws the phone back at Shalok. He's like, you guys, stop. It's my phone, okay? It was made in, like, 2003. Stop. Like, this is my superpower. Why are you doing this? You'll stop throwing my soul around the room. <laughs> if it breaks, I'm dead. Stop. <laughs> and um, they finally get to leave. And this is when we get to see that Hisoka is not in the room, actually. And he 
He yeah. calls him out and he calls Kurpika. And he's like, Sup, bro, it looks like you're planning something. I'm going to crash your party. Don't worry about the spiders figuring out that I'm not there because I left a replacement. And then we, it cuts to the replacement and it looked me silently freaking the fuck out. <laughs> he's like, Fuck my face. <laughs> it's going back. I don't know. I can only hold this for like four hours, dude. So you better hurry up and come back. But um, do you guys remember the scene in the uh, in the OVA where it actually has uh, that one scene where like he his face starts crumbling, so you know that it's a fake. Yeah. Like a Lumi's face starts blowing up. Like I missed that scene. It just twitches a little. Yeah. No, and like in the OVA though, like it like blows up. Like there's bubbles and shit, and it was actually pretty cool. It wasn't in the manga though, but it was definitely in the OVA. But we get to the canon area now, and we see the two uh, blimps, mm-hmm. and the exchange takes place where Leorio and Kurapika are on one side, and you know um, Pakunoda and uh, has gone and Killua, and they're walking up to each other, and like the thing that I didn't like, I wasn't quite sure. Like in the in the actual manga, it was actually relatively quickly that it was done. Like it was very very swift and it took about 17 seconds in this version but in the ova it took a lot longer because there was like a lot of like it like it it, they dragged it out which i thought was probably a good thing because it's like the culmination of like everything it's supposed to be really tense and it kind of felt a little bit like just rushed to a certain extent (laughs) and then the guys are like basically it's like high five we're safe you screwed up the boss the spiders are in shambles I'm calling this a victory. Everyone is like, okay. <laughs> we, are get- we are getting out of here immediately. <laughs> Before this backfires. And um, what's left is um, obviously the boss went to Bakanota's side, but they can't have a conversation. So she gets in the blimp. And even though her blimp doesn't leave yet, it's left with her watching Hisoka and the boss face off. And she doesn't know yet that Hisoka is fake. I think. What did he tell her? No. Uh, what do you mean that Hisoka is fake? I know. Now? When he got on the blimp, he said, "Don't worry about it. I left the replacement." Basically. Oh yeah, yeah. He said that. Um, he did. She's that watching then. outside the window. Yeah, right? she can. Yeah, well, she, the, she goes. The windows. She can see the. Yeah, he takes it off his and it power. flies away. Just the best. Yeah. Well, I mean, she freaks out when Hizoka when his, when she sees Hizoka, and then he's like, "Don't worry, you know, I left a replacement back there." So. And then they walk, and then Crollo and, and Pakunoda walk by each other, and it's this look of disappointment. I think <laughs> nothing said between the two of them. I have here. <laughs> he is, he's so upset like, to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> like you just know he is very angry that he's alive. It's like, this is not how it was supposed to go down. I was supposed to die and be a martyr. Everyone was supposed to come here and wreck this kid's shit. And we were supposed to buy all the eyes back and then sell them at a... Oh, not buy. Steal all the eyes back and sell them at a ridiculous profit just to spite him. And we were going to go dig up all their graves and, like, puke in them or something like that. Just, like, rustle up their spirits. Or... He's like, I made this plan for the spiders. It was supposed to work. It was supposed to be perfect. And, and two... I guess, even though he'd said like the, that they were going to leave in the beginning 
to screw up what was going to be the future. Uh, once he, I think he once he realizes that it's starting to come into play, he, I think he sort of gets resigned to the idea that okay, not everybody has to die if I take the sacrifice. If I take the hit of my own life, uh, the rest of the spiders can survive. But clearly, even though he preached this to the group, not everyone was like in. Not everyone had his back with the whole yeah the boss can die and that doesn't matter thing as long as his ideals live and clearly Pakanoda was not one of those people and there were enough people in the spiders that feel the same way as she does for this to happen so he's, he's generally disappointed in the whole group he's like your father when he comes home and you've just broken the whole house and he's just I'm so angry I don't know what to say to you I'm gonna go in my room and I'll be out in five <laughs> minutes prepare yourself um I need all of this to be gone, <laughs> Michael. <Marcon. laughs> I don't know I what back. happened. I don't want to know what happened. But it's going to be this fixed when I come back or else. This shit better be cleaned I'm up. I'm just going to pretend like I didn't see this. Uh, when I come back out, it's going to be for the first time. Better not be like this. You're panicking. <laughs> like, I can do this. And you realize a minute later, I can't do this. <laughs> and you start debating if you should just jump out of the window and run away. <laughs> You're just staring at the window. <laughs> yeah. And then Hizoka gets his big finally moment. He's like one on one versus Krolo. Rips his shirt <laughs> off. Yeah, well Krolo looks around and like the be- the best part was like Krolo looks around and then like Hizoka's like, Now let's do this. And it comes back from break. It comes back from break and he's like shirtless. <laughs> it's like whoa bro. What's happening? What's about to happen here? <laughs> it's just like it's like he never knew Hisoka wanted to fight him. He's just like, is this, right, are he's you like, propositioning what? me? Are we about to get engaged? Is this what's happening? <laughs> like, is um, is the candid camera crew about to jump out? Like, I don't, I don't understand. And he's like, oh, like, let me this... give you some context, sir. <laughs> I don't need yeah. this. Is this a bit? What is happening right now? Like. <laughs> <laughs> He rips off his fake tattoo and it blows away in the wind. And Krolo is like, "Oh, thank God, I can speak. I so want to do this. Like, dude, I I sort of knew you, right? Don't waste your time. I don't have any nen. I can't use it. You don't want to fight me. And like, I did love the way it was done um, in the original OVA, where just to test that he wasn't full of crap, Isoka immediately throws um, a card at him." at his forehead and Krolo just stares at it like unflinching and he pulls it back he's like okay damn it tell him the truth and he like sulks back onto the plane yes wait it wasn't this he makes this ridiculous disappointed Hisoka face turns into stone <laughs> yeah that well that that whole entire like remember that panel was in the in the manga and we're like oh man I can't wait till that comes up it's just like wait what <laughs> <laughs> it's like frozen face. But you, yeah, you mentioned the uh, the OVA. Do you remember his pelvic yes. thrust that I he do does? I remember that. God, yes. I totally missed that. I was just like, yes, As, he should have done I that. I feel like the the original crew, if they didn't do anything else right, they definitely got Hisoka. Yes. Yeah, I, they understood. And it. I think that's a lot of what we're missing from this series in terms of. Just little extra stuff that they put in there that made the character immortal, I think. I mean, 
obviously Sogashi did a pretty good job writing the character on his own, but... Oh, really? You, you don't think? You I'm, think I'm giving so? him credit. Can I give him credit? Like, <laughs> in a sort of... You're gonna be an asshole, ...kind Diego. of way. But, like, yeah, he obviously yes. did a great job writing the character. Like, he is sadistic. He has pedophilic tendencies. He's all around a horrible guy. But we all can't help but like him. And I think the stuff that... Um, God, I can't remember the animation company's name now. Thank you. Nippon animation. The stuff that they added in um, just helped to flush out the character, to make him more immortal in our minds. And and here, I feel like, you know, the people watching it now for the first time, yeah, he's still awesome, but they're not getting a little extra stuff. And, like, to say that that's enough for you to watch the original series, I don't think so. But... Like if you had, because it looks. If you bad. had seen, like at this point, yeah, you can't it go does. Backwards, which is why I was trying to get everyone to watch it before it started. But yeah, at least you got one person to do it. Eddie. Um, yeah, you got him. So that was just the thing that I was like, oh, uh, like the whole pelvic thrust thing. The fact that he gets sexually excited about really big battles, I thought was important to add in there. Because clearly he has a rager right now. He had one. And he, he immediately one. shriveled up, which is what the stone thing signified. And then he sulks onto the blimp. Well, see, I think he still has it. He just has, like, blue balls. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like, <laughs> after he walks into the, uh, the Zeppelin, mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, excuse me. And he just goes to the restroom <laughs> in the Zeppelin <laughs> and uh, relieves himself. But um, after he's done... Isoka tells Pakanoto that, you know, obviously my re- the the fortune I read you guys was clearly fake, obviously. Um, but in my original fortune it said um that I was gonna have a fateful date with the boss on a Tuesday. So that should show you that the fate that we're given doesn't have to be uh, the end outcome. We can change it for ourselves and we've clearly already started doing that. And he's like, Okay, but you're never gonna see me again. Yeah, so he walks away, and then Pakanoda is shown walking back to the hideout. And we see this adorable little scene with a kitty. Yeah, with the cats. Um, it's like, yeah. I think it was stretched out a bit um, in the original show. Yeah, it was, because there was like, she, she walks up to the cat. The cat that she greets reminds her of herself. It's like, she had no friends, was a loner and all of that. And then that cat meets mm. the other cats in the alley. And it's symbolic with her meeting with the spiders. And it kind of shows you that this group of people is so important to her that it doesn't matter uh, if she dies to her. As long as they get what they need. And But instead, in this one, we get a cute Moe yeah. moment. Just, yeah. <laughs> High five, cat! All right! Yeah. <laughs> walk. Meow? Meow. (laughs) (laughs) But no, like, the part that I missed about the original one, the original OVA, is, like, the cat, like, goes up to her, like, puts his paws on her boobs, (laughs) and then, like, nestles up between her boobs and just, like, motorboats her. It's like, the cat in this version is like, did she just curse me out? I think she just cursed me out. And then he goes goes to get his boys for backup, but by then she's already gone. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Yeah. And then she get back, and she walks in, and Fix is like, "What have you done with what we gave you?" And 
She just yes. looks up and is like, do you trust me? And she starts loading her gun. And everyone's like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> it's like, wait, <laughs> yeah. what is happening? Explain yourself. I knew it. She's controlled. It's like, whoa, we, I didn't mean to sound aggressive. I did not want to fight. Put the gun away. She's just like, no, do you trust me? And then, like, because Disney movies, I have here a whole new world. And she points the, she points yeah. the gun, and Nobunaga is like, calm down, Finks. Come on, it's Pakanova. Trust her. And I really, really liked how, like, his face was full of all the tension and anger. And it just, like, disappears as he, he, he comes to a sort of acceptance that either something cool is going to happen or she's going to kill me. But either way, I'm going to let it happen. Oh, I like her, like her message, you know, like the, the way that everything was drawn, like the animation was great here. The music was great here. Everyone, like everyone's reactions. And then all of a sudden, you know, she starts falling backwards and it's the preview that we saw last week that we said was like a major spoiler. But now you know why she's doing like why she's falling backwards. She's not sleeping. She's dead. Yeah. She's dying because she. Kurapika told her that he couldn't, um, she couldn't tell them anything about him. And as she was walking, because that, that's why the meeting with the cats was so significant, because as she's walking, she's making the decision um, to tell them anyway and sacrifice her own life for, for them. And she says that she has six bullets for the remaining founding members, Franklin, Machi, Feitan, Nobunaga, Shalnark and Finks. And she shoots all six of them at the same time because she's that awesome. And then collapses. And um, Shizuku is just like, wait, what? Gets up, walks over, and Zesta Pulse is like, yeah, she's definitely dead. It would have been funny if she whipped out the cell phone and called her phone. <laughs> and watched right. her not answer. It's like, yep, she's definitely dead. No, <laughs> and she's like, "Okay, guys, what what happened?" And I think Shalnark or Finks that says, "I'll explain." Finks does it because he's the he's the one that was most at uh, the way I saw it. Like he was the one that was in charge of talking because he was the one that was so adamant. <laughs> yeah, he's against. Like, Fuck, I was an asshole. He's like, "I was a dick." Let me let me make it I, up for I you. Think but right here I mean, is where he starts to show somewhat leadership qualities. Like he, I think he matures a lot right in this moment. And her last message to the troop um, was to let this end with me. And right there, I was like, wait, what does she mean by that? Does she mean, like, don't try and get revenge for me? Does she mean leave this Kurapika kid alone? Does she mean stop the cycle of violence? Um, I. Does she mean hammer time? Does she mean, like, take a short yeah. break? Does she mean, like, don't worry about the money I owe you? I don't know. <laughs> um, but we have a, a very somber moment as the troop buries, well, mourns its second person since we've met them. And basically, potentially a third. Uh, because, as of now, we have no idea how they're ever going to get to meet the boss again. Because... Any form of communication will kill him, as we've clearly learned with Pakinota here. Yep. Yeah. But then, then it goes we... to Kurapika. 
Right. He's all he's knocked dying out. dying from the flu. He's yeah. in his bed. <laughs> I, I think this is a stress-induced sickness. Um, he he clearly has shown from the fight with Uvo that he does he lacks the fortitude whatsoever to kill a person, and that's that's kind of why he's he's picked the um, the weapons and an ability that he has uh, because he doesn't have the guts to flat out kill someone to to strike them in battle and have them die like with their blood flowing out because of a wound that you inflicted, like with him in this particular way. Um, against the spiders, it has to be a decision that the person makes for themselves. Like, they have to decide to die, and that takes some of the responsibility away from him. But clearly not enough. Uh, because he is suffering a lot, um, just from everything that happened in the past day, and in addition with the fact that Pakinota died. And also probably the side effects of drinking all that Haterade. <laughs> yeah. Got to him. Too much. It's like, what? But then we get the scene with uh, Kill or no, I was going to say, why would you try and consume so much? Just a little. You, you're just supposed to take <laughs> yeah. a sip from the hater raid. That, that's enough to sustain <laughs> yep. you for days. Yeah. Poor don't man. Don't be mad because they have women and you but... don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't be mad because they're rich but and successful. The... Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Keep going. Keep making the jokes. <laughs> it's like, don't be mad because we killed your whole okay. family and forgot about it. Don't be mad. Okay, be mad. Don't be mad, bro. Be mad. But so the last yeah. one is actually a pretty good reason to be upset. Yeah. yeah. But then we, we only go to Kilua and Gone talking about the game and everything and talking about the original plan. And, uh... <laughs> He tells it what he says that um, he told Kill originally that it had like a seventy percent chance. He's like, actually, I think it's more like a fifty percent chance. I would have told you earlier, but you've been mad, so. No, no. See, he tries but... to act like that's what he said <laughs> earlier. He's like, okay, yeah. So, like I said earlier, this is a fifty-fifty chance. He's like, no, 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 no. You said seventy, motherfucker. And he explains <laughs> it to him where we can't hear. And he's like, this is actually a really good plan. It's probably it probably has an eighty percent chance of success. And Gon is like, "Yes, I'm awesome." <laughs> He's like, I "Totally, really? yes, I totally, totally right. didn't make that up just now." Yeah. But um, <laughs> the part that we skipped over is Gon is kind of like, you know what? I hope Killua doesn't recover. Kirby doesn't recover from his sickness. And Killua was like, "What? He's your friend." <laughs> All right, I you forgot about that. Want him to die? And he's like. No, but I don't really want him to kill people. And as long as he's sick, he can't get up out of his bed and and go after the spiders. And I want him to take time to rest and not think about this for a while. Because if if you really consider it for the past five years straight, since he found out what happened to his clan, like this has been all he's been consumed with. So this period when he's sick is like the one moment when he has to focus on something other than the spiders. So, like, that's a cool, like, friend thought wrapped up in one really fucked up thought. Which is, yeah. That, yeah. that's gone. Because he's, but it's, just, like, yeah, it's just, his he super great morality. It's like, man, I, yeah, he man, I hope he way. dies. Wait, no. That sounded wrong. I hope he doesn't recover for a long time. <laughs> like, when yeah, he was like, the oh, person shit, is like, right. What? 
You want something horrible to happen to this guy? You may have a problem. Yeah. You've gone too far. Then they get all too. Then they get all gussied up in suits and stuff. Oh yeah. I'm surprised Gone has a change of clothes. (laughs) Yeah. They had. They probably had to buy it on the spot. And they head to the auction house, and I love this whole bit. It's like they go to sit down, and there's Sphinx and Phaeton, and they're just like, "Nope!" And they burst out running. <laughs> what? What? If you if you freeze it right there, though, when they all look at each other, gone and kill them, just shit <laughs> themselves. Like you just see the fear in their eyes. Like I had to scream, cap. It's that like, oh so god, hard. I thought we escaped these guys. Why are they here? Why are they in the seats next to the ones assigned to us? Why is this happening? And they run out into the hall, expecting that they... I, I don't know, that they didn't really see them. They just imagined that things and fates out right. saw them. <laughs> and then we just see, like, black lines. One set of black lines jumps in front of them, and one set of black lines jumps behind them. They're like, hey, hey, dude, are you really going to leave without saying hi? <laughs> bugs it's like, speed. that was just right. rude. And I I love that they care about manners. And it's like, no, um, we just, um, and they're like, no, don't worry about it. We're just messing with you. Uh, We don't actually want to kill you right now. It's like, really, we're on break. Um, Some stuff happened, as I'm sure you're aware. And the rest of the troop went home. It's like, we're just here for shits and giggles. And we wanted to buy stuff with money. (laughs) Because we have a lot of that. We don't know what we have it for. Because we never spend it. We just steal stuff. And and, um, the interesting (laughs) thing that Finks actually says here is um, when I think Gon asked what happened to Pakanoda. And he's like, oh, she's dead, bro. Yeah, like right after you guys left, (laughs) she died. Thanks. Thanks for that. Like, I didn't even get a chance to ask her if she would be down for anything. So, So thanks. She's dead. And he's yeah. like, yeah, but um, before they left, he's like, but she wanted to say thank you. And Gon just has this for what? And they just leave. Oh, they do tell him about uh, yeah, the Nen thing, which was like the most important part. Yeah. So I'll let one right. of you explain it. Sure. Alright, so he says, yeah, we can't kill Kurapika because he his Nen has a hold on the boss. And basically, if the person who puts Nen on someone dies, if they have negative feelings toward the person they put Nen on, it can increase exponentially and just haunt, haunt slash kill them, you know, like a ghost from beyond the grave. So they're going to figure out another way to yeah. get the boss he, back. He mentions that there are Nen users that can remove other people's Nen. So they're done with the kids. Like He's like, we're done with you kids. Uh, I think he mentions that part to himself because, like, Phaeton is looking at him and he's like, he's like, I get it. I'm giving out too much information. Like, this is the last sentence, I swear. (laughs) And after he says that, Mm -hmm. um, which is, I think, the Pakanoda said thanks thing, um, he thinks about the Nen Remover part in his mind. But um, the last note I have here, which I think is kind of important in a sarcastic way, I have, oh, so this is after he told him Pakanoda's dead. Um, so these jerks can feel sorry for people other than their friends dying now. Oh my bad. They're not sorry about Pakanoda's death. They're sorry that, pa- that Kurapika killed her. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Is if we remember, um, like we've discussed many times on the show, 
Gon is different from the typical shonen hero is that in that he doesn't really care um, when people get caught up in problems and they get killed. Injustice. Yeah, and he's all that. not really interested uh-huh. in that sort of stuff because it, because he grew up in basically the forest and has this whole gray morality thing. He he's only really concerned with stuff that affects his friends. So it was interesting to me that he seemed sorry um, that Pakinota died, despite you know her being the enemy and like them having like one conversation where they weren't trying to kill each other. When she asked like why don't you guys just run away. Like, I have no leverage in a situation. You don't have to walk there with me. And he replies something like, well, because Kurupik is our friend, we don't want him to kill anyone else. And that conversation came back to me right here mm-hmm. um, when I was looking at his face. And it said to me, now, this may not be how it actually was, but the way I read it was the sorrow, like, he understands obviously that she was an important person to the other spiders and they definitely feel her loss but the way it manifests for him is the fact that Kurapik is going to be hurt by killing another person again yeah pretty much and I mean obviously we I'm not going to say what's up but I mean that could be potentially coming into play who knows yeah no idea yeah, that's the end of the yeah. episode, right? Yeah, because yeah, uh, other than the Hunt's encyclopedia, it was Colo, right? And they were, they were in, in their underwear. Like every punchline now is like they get yeah. naked. I don't understand. Like Corolo I... stole their clothes for some reason and then hopped out all chibi, <laughs> right? On the screen. And uh, did you guys notice at the end it said Fiend? So that might that's the last. That would one. be nice. But yeah, th- yeah, it did say Fiend. Yeah. yeah, it said Fiend, so that's the last Hunterpedia Whoa. or Hunterclopedia. They're going to have something else dumb, and we're going to get even mad. Well, there's going to be an yeah. ending With shortly, so that might contribute right. to it. That's why I'm thinking, like, it comes... That's why I said earlier that I think it might be next next week, because it's technically the start of the of the, of the Greed I Island like- arc. I like this... one thing about Hunter Hunter that I really like is, with the exception of them going to Whale Island, and even that doesn't really count because it was a part of this arc, is that there's no real waiting around moments. Like, all of the arcs flow seamlessly into each other. Like, this mm-hmm. is literally the following day that all of this stuff went down. Um, the auction was held the next day, and this is the continuing part. Um, with with Will Island, we started this idea of, okay, we need to find this Great Island video game. Then they met up with Kurapika and all the stuff for the spiders happened in the middle when they were basically waiting on the auction to start. And now we're finally at that moment with the auction. So basically you can look at it, if you want to, that way that all of the Yorkshire stuff was crap that happened um, in between that and their goal. Which, I'm sure I lost my right in the middle there. But, yeah, the whole... It flowed. The yes. whole all of the story arcs at this point um, where I am in the manga, they all flow right into each other with no real waiting around. And even the yeah. few mild training episodes we get all flow seamlessly into the story. Yeah. It's not like, like Dragon Ball Z where they beat the big guy and they're like, yay, finally, no more bad guys. Let's, Let's go to the beach. Chill. Oh no, right. another bad guy. Right. It's like we were just harmlessly having a family fun day and, you know, look at what happened. 
We were at spaceship. Yeah, spaceship came down and ruined our picnic. Now we have. <laughs> we came to fight the. Now we have person. ants in our potato salad, and I just. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have to go learn how to I drive just a can't car. Deal with this like just, no. It would be really funny if one day the superhero, when the villain shows up, is just like, you know what? No, I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna endorse this ridiculous behavior. You are not gonna just come to my like, planet, no. threaten to eat it, and ruin my day. No, I've worked too hard and too long for this. You're gonna turn around right now, and leave, and see if that works. I'm back <laughs> later. I just want. I just want him to be like at his computer at on an Excel uh, spreadsheet. Like, look, all right. So I do my taxes here. Like, you gotta go. Okay? Come back in like a week. With like reading glasses on. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like. And got that little sun visor that people who like right. work with money use. From like the 50s that like the 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 freaking uh, finance advisors and, have. Those and just because people. he pulls out his day planner and is like, look, get, look at this. And he flips through and he's like, I am booked up for the next seven years. Okay, I gotta see my kids graduate from high school. Like, I gotta take my daughter to her first day of college in nine years. Like, this is just, this is just not gonna work out for me. You're going to have. Then like, I have to explain to the year. government that I died twice. It's like, and I wasn't just ducking my taxes. Like, you have no idea the amount of forms I have to fill when I have to get brought back to life. It's like, this is just gonna have to happen. You know what? Why don't we wait until I die naturally of old age? And then you can come here when there's no superhero to protect the Earth. And you can just have your fun. And it won't matter because I'm going to live 100 years longer than regular people. So none of these people will be alive then. And they won't care if you eat everyone. It's fine. My son sucks anyway. (laughs) (laughs) You can blame his mother for that. He's a terrible superhero. But... Like, I would love a conversation yeah. like that. Just like, and Gon seems like the kind of person who would just tell a villain, just like, no, like this is not. Um, just to bring it back down to Hunter, because he he speaks up right. at people he should not be speaking up to. Like, what did he think was gonna happen when he broke the chains? It's like, ah, look at me being all like <laughs> friendship. <laughs> I'm going to lecture <laughs> people older and stronger than I am that could just break my face, because like. This was, you know, if there's one thing... I mean, this was Sorry, before he told Bakuno that they couldn't be harmed, so, like... If there's one thing that I know is that kids are, like, young kids are wise beyond belief. <laughs> I just recently <laughs> saw alone. There's a scene where he talks to the old man, and he's giving the old man advice about talking to his son, and I'm just like, what the... F- he was just... I think he was just echoing stuff he heard earlier in the movie. I don't think that was that was an original thought. No, no, he was talking about. I'm pretty sure that was like the whole thing where he does this whole, look. Why don't you just talk to your son? At least you know. At least you have a family. I don't because I made mine disappear. <laughs> that ruined Christmas. Yeah, I had no idea. They just left me behind. <laughs> no, no, we just like alienated half of our listening base. So <laughs> nobody is old enough to have watched Home Alone. Oh God, that makes me feel really old. Macaulay Culkin is in his thirties. Keep that in mind. Right. (laughs) I feel like the reason why Gon isn't put in that position, though, honestly, is (laughs) because yeah, he's wow. Have you seen Jingle All the Way? We're talking about Christmas movies. Yeah, I've seen Jingle All the Way. Yeah, it's like the greatest Christmas movie ever. I wish I hadn't brought it up. Go ahead. 
Um, Gon isn't put in that position. Like he's not like saving the world. At no point has any storyline. Well, maybe for one later on, but he, I mean, that's it's not always the case. been personal for him. Right. It's never. It's never been like not even that's this was even personal a, for him though. This was. Like you know, a, it's related to all of them have been related to his friends. Like nothing has been like him. Him. But, I mean, that's even more reason. Like, he's involved in all of these things because they basically come to him. Because someone else is dealing right. with it. And he could just be like, you know what? I'm tired of being the friend that everybody runs to when something goes wrong in their <laughs> personal lives. All right? Can't you just let me be me? Can't <laughs> he thinks he's the best. Yeah, Dude, I don't think it changes you. No, Did but you... as a kid... As oh, a 12-year-old, right, right. it changes you. Right, right, right. No, I get it. It definitely does. And he's seen things that, as an 8-year-old you shouldn't right, see. Right, so he thinks he's the shit. He thinks he's an adult. <laughs> right. yeah. no, Are we still thinking definitely about? Definitely has. He's got his own other demons Are to deal with. Are we still talking right? about him? That doesn't alone? get brought up in this series. No, okay, good. What? No, no we're talking about God. <laughs> we're sticking, we're, we're sticking no, to Hunter No, because he said 8 Hunter. years old. I'm like, God's not 8. No, he said 12. Okay. No, she said tw- he said 12, so... Um, well, that marks the end of the uh, Yorkshire arc or York New arc. And right. So, why didn't you guys email us to tell us how you felt? Yeah, the end let of us the know what you guys though. thought. Um, we could do a whole like recap episode next week. We could. Um, just to kind of see, or yeah, I mean, we could talk about it now if you want, or we could wait, wait until next, next week. week. I we could wait until next week. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we can wait until next week. Be um, but send us between us. now and next week. But like, <laughs> I like to get not a yep. big. I like the illusion. Me too. Okay. Yeah. So you guys send us in your thoughts, uh, what you thought about the arc. Um, if you're excited for what's happening next, um, we'll answer your questions. Uh, we can get more in in depth if you guys want. Whatever you you know, just let us know. And the email address is hxhpodcast at gmail dot com. You could also post in the comment thread under this episode at hxhpodcast.wordpress.com. You could start a thread on Facebook, because why not? At facebook.com slash hxhpodcast. You probably should not use a Twitter account to do this, because it is unlikely that we will see it still a week from now. Because... Uh, you could do it, and I'll just go back and look at it. Fa- yeah, <laughs> well, you see it today, yeah. yeah. Um... No, but I'm saying I'm saying we like if you do trust do Diego this and you to favorite your responses so we can find them. At if I yes. pay attention enough, like it's in my tweet deck now. At twitter.com slash like, I just meant that if you like replied right after the episode air is released, oh, okay. we likely wouldn't still see it the day we record. But anyway, we'll trust that Diego will favorite it. At HXH Podcast on Twitter. So those are all the possible venues of contacting us because I'm not going to count the forums right now. Um, thanks for listening. If you don't read the manga, um, don't have a Shonen Jump Alpha um, subscription and choose not to find these things in other ways. Thanks thanks for listening. Go, I mean, you could stay, but I don't know how much that's going to help. Well, it, it's general knowledge, yeah. I guess. We're just going into the background of Kurapika. Join us. The potential background of Kurapika. Join us for a nice little adventure. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about Kurapika and his motivations for stuff.
Okay, guys, so what we're covering right now is the second half uh, of what Diego mentioned earlier is going to help to add up to Volume Zero, which is the, the two-part Kurpika backstory of what could have potentially led to the death of the Kruta clan. So where we left off the last time, Kurupika had just been let out into the world uh, to go on this very important mission to buy grocery for the clan. And he was given these eye drops that upon his eyes turning red, they would remain red for the rest of the 24-hour period. And it was very, very important that his eyes don't turn red no matter the circumstances. So they're in, like, Super Walmart, right? Uh, really? Super Walmart? It's like this freaking barren town. No, I mean, they go to Super Walmart. Oh, right, right. Well, I mean, they, once they get there, like... They're in town, they, and they're like, oh my god, yeah. look at the stuff, and... Like... And Pyro, like, makes the whole, like, you can't get too excited, and he's like, alright, you're right. So we have 17 hours, let's go shopping. Then they go to Super Walmart, since it was yeah. so important that we talk about the 15 seconds they were in the town. Right, fine. So they go to Super Walmart. <laughs> like, look at all and... the stuff. It's Once huge. They... Look at this three-story building. <laughs> oh, my God. I like where he's, like, walking around, and, like, he runs into the guy that's, uh... Like, it's just nothing but facial hair, and then just, like, this, like, poncho. <laughs> so, um... I'm trying to remember, because I, I closed the window. Oh. Or should I? Uh, he gets... He's walking around the shop, and, uh, Pyro and... Oh, no, I didn't. He separate for a little bit yeah. and he starts getting all these weird looks from people and he's like he walks by a mirror and he's like I don't think my eyes have turned scarlet yet so I don't know why I'm getting looked like that and he's like maybe it's because I'm a kid I'm buying so much stuff yeah, and as soon as you... like... like and then this guy is Frankie right, clearly right yeah clearly this uh, these three punks uh, like pump in the, in the pyro and they're like, hey, you know, you got my clothes dirty, like, typical. They knocked down the cart, too. <laughs> right. Like, just everything. Like, total dicks. So you knock down the car, they're just, like, ganging up on this little kid. Like, imagine, dude, you're like, these kids are maybe, what, eight, nine years old? Ten. Or it, ten, well, whatever. One's crippled. Yeah. Well, but, not visibly. Because he's walking. you can't tell. Like, he, so, he gets tired easily. And you're, these guys look like they're 19, maybe. Like, they're in their teens, late teens. And, like, you're beating up on a 10-year-old kid in a fucking Walmart, like, and this poor, really, bro? This poor old guy is like, oh, come on, guys. Like, you didn't, he didn't hurt you. You, you tripped him. And one of the kids is just like, say, would you say? I could have sworn I heard an old man about to get punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, no, no. And old man's like, I tried. Never mind. And good luck, kids. Yeah, the kid demands a cleaning fee because his clothes are special or whatever. And Pyro's like, you know, all the stuff we have is for the other people in the clan, so we can't give you the money from that. But you know, here's the stuff I got from doing odds and ends for people. And dude opens the jar and pours everything out. <laughs> it's like, what's this, man? This isn't even a single Jenny here, like. Is this all worthless? So he just pours all these pennies on the ground. Right. Or hunter pennies. He just crushes Pyro's heart. Mm-hmm. His own little piggy bank. And Kuropika gets all agitated. And Pyro's like, you can't, remember? 
I was careless. It's my it's my bad. I'm blind. I'm a... And they apologize. And by now, a large crowd has gathered, and they're like, "Oh, come on, guys! Just you don't be dicks. Just let it go. It's, it's just a couple of kids. They're just kids." And like all of a sudden, guilt. He's like, "Fine, whatever." So he drops this thing, and they walk out. It looks like the guy on the right is like stomping off. <laughs> his like pants. The way like, what is... Yeah, his pants. <laughs> Makes him look like he has horse feet. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's probably, like, the pants are totally, like, MC Hammer pants. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. So. Those are definitely parachute pants, yes. Right, so he walks away. Because that's punk. All the people. That's punk attire? Is that what you were going to say? Yeah, I was like, because that's totally punk attire. Yeah. Yeah. So they start picking up the pennies, and, like, all these people start helping them, and they start thanking them, and they start asking, like, the people start asking all these questions. You know, like, hey, where are you guys from? You know, those punks are... The scourge like the whole... of the town. Like, we feel right. really bad that you had to go through this. And I love the childhood innocence here. And it, it's so terrible. But these guys, like, I don't know what everyone in, in town, it, back home was so upset about. Like, these people seem genuinely nice. And they've helped us out. It was like the book we read. And, like, we can mess around. And Pirates just like, nah, let's do the responsible thing. Let's go home. Um, it's like the weather might change, like, and it's, it's just it's, it's best we go back early. And at that point, I'm like, <laughs> of course, oh, Pyro, you're such a square. Have some fun, enjoy life. This is what you came out here. You came out here to like explore and to do things. And all of a so, sudden, like Rafika looks up at the sky and he sees that it's kind of getting cloudy. He's like, yeah, you're right. So they start going away. And the three the three punks um, block their path again. And Kurpik is clearly, he's tired of this nonsense. He's like, um, just let's just go. And kids say, no, haven't you read storybooks before? This is where we charge you the toll to <laughs> to leave. And he's like, oh, okay, we have to pay to go this way. Let's just go the other way. And the Frankie look like, he's like, <laughs> you're funny. You have to pay us to leave the town, period. And they say they have no money, so... The compromise is that they just leave their stuff. And Pyro pulls out his cell phone, and guy says, okay, just give us the cell phone, and we'll let you go. And Pyro threatens to call the police, because he is the squarest square. <laughs> right. And he's, he's like, like, I'm going to call the police and ask him if I really need to pay a toll here. And the dude's like, what the, f- really? like someone just tries to extort you and your first response is to call the police what are you an upstanding citizen no right what is wrong with you have you have no like honor you have to call for backup it's like by now a couple people have seen them and are coming forward and frankie's clearly like oh crap you're gonna get caught and he's like let's go and (laughs) kurfika realizes that he's kind of trapped he sticks out his tongue at him, which was probably his fatal mistake. Mm-hmm. His dude gets agitated. And, and then... he leg sweeps Pyro. Yep. He sweeps the leg. Yeah, sweeps the leg. Pyro hits the yeah. floor. And he's like, don't, you know, don't worry about it. Let's just go. And Pyro insists that he tripped by himself. And then this guy says, you know... Um, the worst he, possible thing you could do, being a complete dick, getting up on kids. He's, he's like, like, it must be tough to babysit a cripple. 
It's like, are you happy living life like this? And then Kurapika just flips out. And goes, like, complete red eyes for, like, the first time in his life. Beats the crap out of all three guys. Dude, I love that, the the spread where he, like, jumps. Like, you could see the prior image. Mm-hmm. And then the next image. Yes. And then all of a sudden, that bottom panel where he's just, like, punched to the face. <laughs> on the, all the way to the floor. And, like, the other two guys weren't expecting it at all. And he demands that they stand up so he could continue beating them. And the guys finally start apologizing. It's like, whoa, dude, this is way too intense. This is not what we signed up for. And dude, like, that, that second panel where he's like, he looks all bug-eyed because like uh, Togashi tried to make it look like his eyes were red right there, where they're yeah. like shouting mm-hmm. that it hurts and they're in pain. Like he looks like an alien right there. Like, what the hell? I think that was probably somewhat intentional mm-hmm. um, to make Maybe. them look otherworldly. Because when we see the reaction um, from the people around, um, which is going to happen in a few pages, but this guy begs to let them go because Kurpika has sentenced them to death for calling Pyro a cripple. Basically, not Mm -hmm. for any of the other things they were doing, but for saying this guy was a cripple and insinuating that Kurpika was going to be responsible for him forever, which is something he already decided that he is. So I don't know why that makes him angry. But he says, I swear, like we're just doing what they were telling us to do. Um... This weird old man told us that if we made you angry, he'd give us money. And they described the old man. He says, yeah, that's him. At first, he, we were told that you were going to come with an adult and that the adult would be in on it. And then he changed it um, to say that you're going to be coming with another kid. And the thing about Pyro, um, I just accidentally said it. And Pyro says, no, it ha- this has to be a lie because there's no way he would have known that you would have picked me. And Kurpik is really ready to kill him. Um, and he, Pyro being the, I don't know, it, this sort of shows that he has a bit of a menacing bastard to him. He's like, call the old dude and tell him that no matter what you tried to do, we didn't get angry at all. And he, go, he goes ahead and he makes the call. They beg for forgiveness and then they decide to leave. And then Krupika gets pelted in the back of the head with a rock um, by the same old lady that was helping. And that was yeah. that was calling like these kids, like the scum of society and all of that. It's suddenly like, you know... It's the devil. Get, right. I love that now she has like the Christian cross around. Like yeah, that. exactly. Just like that. She has like a cross around her neck and she's like grabbing onto it as she's holding the rocks in the other hand and she's like calling them monsters. The red-eyed devil. It's like, get out of town. And the younger lady is like, you know, calm down. If you get them mad, we're all gonna die. So it, it kind of shows that the, the myth like that his mother was talking about, like nobody's really been upset or tried to kill us for a hundred years. It's really not true. Uh, somewhat young people still can remember somewhat clearly who they are and then Pyro explains to him how you know in red eyed mode you get really awesome and it's not surprising that this happens when we because this is what happens when we lose control that everyone is so afraid of us and he seems like he kind of gets why they don't want us going to the outside world and Kurpika is like yeah like maybe we did screw up by coming out here and he's like no don't worry about it you totally passed the test you should 
go out and do what you want to do and live up. Is he stupid? Does he not realize? I mean, I know he's smart because he just basically avoided it, but, like, he knows that he can't control his emotions. I I don't know. Why would he say that? Why would he be like, yeah, you totally passed it? Right. He'd be like, no, you're right. Go do it. I mean, they did pass because Pyro cheated. It's like mm-hmm. I think he he had an idea that the game was rigged. Because why would they just let Kurapika suddenly like this whole time they were telling him no no no? Why would they suddenly um, give in if they weren't one hundred percent sure that he was going to fail? And so when he dropped the eye drops on the floor, he actually switched it with his regular eye drops. And so when he passes Kurapika the mirror, his eyes are back to normal. Yeah. So he's like he's just an enabler like no you're right you should probably leave like it is dangerous because obviously Kurapika can't control himself and they mentioned in the last chapter that like you only really get to the point where you can control your abilities when you're an adult so um sending him out as a kid wasn't the greatest idea but they're kids and they're not um very good at judging what's danger and he gets unrestricted access to the outside world because the old man knows that Kurapika's goal, yes, have great adventures and all that, but it's also to help heal Pyro. So they gave him Pyro's like complete medical history and is like, okay, find the doctor, but I don't really want to let you go, but I am anyway. And he leaves, and he, he definitely promises to not only find a doctor, but Pyro has to take the test himself and pass so that they could travel together next time, which is like saying, when I come back, we're going to have a huge party or make all the love or whatever, and you just know something terrible is about to happen. We're going to have a party ten times bigger than any party we ever partied. We're going right. to rock your face off. <laughs> and Pyro just right. reminds him to have the great adventures because this is why we wanted to do this whole thing. So your promise to me has to be when I ask you the one question, you know, did you have fun? Your answer, it better be yes. And, and then like he's like, all right, I'm gone. And everyone's like, yay. Except for the old man who I think he's facing away from. Like he's not even facing him, right? Or is he? Yeah, he's, he's facing like, the opposite he's direction. Right. He's looking at him. Is he? Yeah. No, he's not. He's face forward. You're looking at, I think you're looking at a different page. Uh, um, on the I'm off page. Oh, right. that page, yeah. He's yeah. Yeah, yeah. Away, yeah. So he's like not turning away. Everyone's saying goodbye, and Pyro's like waving goodbye. And, and the, then. The, the square box is like, okay, yeah, back now, to Yeah, now, now it should get serious because we find out that. So then we found out that the clan uh, massacre didn't happen. It was reported uh, six weeks later when a female lady got lost in the woods and found all 128 villagers killed. Um, she said that she found the bodies facing each other and that they were beheaded. Um, that all the people that were like the, the pure, um, the real Kurdicline members that they had, had their, um, their eyes taken out. And the, the people that had married outside that were not necessarily full, full Kurta clan members um, had, had they kept their eyes, but they were more beat up than the other people were uh, at that point. Uh, the men were also considerably more beat up because they put up a larger resistance. 
and that the people that weren't doing the investigation uh, basically theorized that the whoever the enemy was attacked the people from the outside uh, to cause the people from the clan to to have their eyes turn red and that way they could uh, behead them one by one because by doing so the eyes would stay red uh, as we found out in the past arc uh, the Curtis eyes are a really nice brilliant shade of red and they are quite expensive in the black market as we found out once again through Neon about how much money they go for and even the children got massacred too um, because they they assumed that they did this because the it, it caused the parents eyes to turn a more uh, shade of red a brilliant shade of red mm-hmm. and by the no, by the massacred <clears throat> bodies there was a note left by the people who did this that said we reject no one so take nothing from us like this Cold-blooded. the whole page is um um black there's no reporter uh, saying this, even though like it's insinuating that this is from a reporter's perspective, there's no footage of anything. It's just text on black, um, on four panels of black. But the the description itself is incredibly chilling. Um, it doesn't go into as much detail as it probably could, which is a good thing. But um, just the the idea that they tied everybody up and forced them to face each other. And as we know at this time, like the spiders was not a large group. This is 128 people. We don't know how many of them were warriors, but you would assume it's more than seven. So they've overpowered these people. And in addition, especially since they had the the scarlet eye boost up too, so you got to put that in consideration. And they they just it's interesting how clearly calculated this whole action was. They knew who the non-pure-blood people were. Um, they knew to gather all of them and to torture them, basically, to get everyone else angry. And when um, the men fought, um, they were able to overpower them. And they beheaded... Um, it seems like they beheaded everyone. But they did it in, in front of other people so they would see. And, and not only would they get pissed off, but... Because um, sad, any extreme emotion, including sadness, um, causes their eyes to turn red, and just the fact that they tortured the children ruthlessly because they knew it would make the parents even angrier, just shows the the level of depravity. And like we, I think, I think we got a filler image of what may have happened um, in the Kudaklan massacre um, in the first series, mm-hmm. but. It was obviously nothing near this level. Because, like... No, because that was all filler, though. That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, we forget because the spiders are likable. Not good people, but they're so likable that they're also so um, merciless. Because, yeah, we got to see them kill over 2,000 mafia people in the past arc. But they're mafia members. So while they are fathers, brothers, um, sons, cousins, husbands, all that stuff, they're also if not evil, they're working for some pretty evil people. So, to a degree, we can rationalize that they deserve this. But, the Kurdaklan members were minding their own business. They were living isolated from everyone because they knew um, the harm their abilities posed, not just to themselves. In I mean, terms as far of, as we know. Yeah, in terms of, yeah, from the information we have, 
um, from their perspective. Uh, mm. They were isolating themselves from the harm of being in society and society hunting them down as they believe um, without reason other than just for the color. And the most interesting thing I think here in this chapter, other than the description of everything that the spiders did was we reject no one. So take nothing from us. And if you remember from the explanation of who the spiders are that we got in the, in the previous arc in the anime, that they're from Meteor City and Meteor City is well known as a place that will accept anything. And when we talked about the, the terrorist attack that they carried out after the drifter was um, accused of, of murder, I think, they said after they killed everyone involved with the case that we reject, we will take everything you give us. So don't take anything from us. And it leaves the idea that it's possible that the Kruta clan hurt someone from Meteor City. Mm-hmm. And while it's possible, it could have been Kurpika himself because he doesn't know anything about the world, but it doesn't seem like he would have been out long enough for him to to cause this much trouble. Well, so, it says it says on the thing, right, that the, the massacre was reported late, six weeks later after this. It could have happened the same day he left. But Right, right. So it happened like right. It happened. It could have happened right as soon as he left. So. Yeah, it, it's not necessarily his fault, and I think it would be a stretch for it to be told as though it was his fault. Um, but clearly, people hold a grudge against them. I don't like their family and the tribe tried to frame it as though, like, people are just greedy about the color of our eyes and they they hold unnecessary prejudices. But dude, when you can lose control to the extent that Kurpika did, and nearly like you condemn three people to death for saying something mm-hmm. and, and tripping this kid down, like that shows how dangerous... Okay, obviously, it's wrong um, for people to want to kill you just because you're dangerous. And if you agree to police yourselves, like, it should be okay. But obviously, there's always going to be a moral issue and a safety issue of whether or not you should be allowed to continue to live, whether it's for the greater good or not. And obviously, we're not going to see what the future would have been like if they'd all lived... Um, we were clearly just left with Kurapika and like he is powerful enough by himself like it is pretty ridiculous that there's just one of him if there were 20 be broken they could probably conquer the world Mm -hmm. and the powers that be could possibly have been afraid of this like we we're not I don't think we're on the path right now to know um, what could have happened, but it seems as though the spiders could have been an agent of Meteor City itself. Um, just from this phrase, it could have been that someone just put that there to incite stuff, but it's clear that the spiders identified as being from Meteor City. And this is a response that people are familiar with, and that right there is claiming the responsibility that, okay, it was Meteor City that did this, so nobody can interfere. Right, and like that's why all this whole entire like story, like to me after reading this, definitely got a lot more interesting for the movie because, like, I re- I definitely hope that we get some sort of idea of how because at this point, like, how do we know it was the spiders? 
right? Mm-hmm. Like, clearly the movie's going to show that. At least I hope it does. Because um, otherwise it doesn't really make sense why that would happen. Yep. Yeah. Like, just I mean, because they're from Meter City? And I think this would have been from before they really made a big name for themselves. So it it was always framed like obviously it may just be be because this is what Kurpika is thinking of like this is his frame of reference like they mm-hmm. didn't become a thing to him until they killed his whole clan um, and it, it's possible that like that was what propelled them in the underground at least to have the reputation that they have because you just no matter how many people it was they were actually warriors like you killed 128 monsters practically like potential monsters. Because they could have, um, like, had they all been able to flip out and attack the spiders, like, there is the possibility that, that this could have all gone south for them. Like, they could have all gotten killed. Um, I'm going to assume that the boss planned for almost every contingency, and this is why, that was why this went off without a hitch for the most part for them. Um, maybe Oma, Omakage takes an L in this category. Mm-hmm. Um, but... That's something we're not going to see until the movie comes out. Yeah. Do you guys have any uh, crazy theories on why? Mm. Um, I don't... I mean, I, I think, uh, Fox, you kind of hit on the head earlier with the massacre that happened. I want to mm-hmm. say, like, you know, like when the, the one person got killed or whatever it was... Got sentenced to, to jail. Yeah, got sentenced to death or whatever, and it wasn't really his fault. Like, maybe what if this was kind of like the event that it was referenced to? Because um, you remember how that was? like, And then, like, all of a sudden it kind of pieces the thing together. Like, okay, this is the event that was referenced back then about the the, the importance of, of that uh, information that was given to us. Mm-hmm. What I find interesting, though, if, it was, if that was the incident, and now that it, or this is the incident... That it wasn't mentioned in the manga house adaptation. Or the madhouse yeah. adaptation, sorry. Yeah. Not the manga house. Yeah. That is interesting. I think it could also be like um, his parents mentioned that, you know, it's been a while since anyone tried to hunt us down, about 100 years. And the father says, like, that's because we've hidden ourselves so well. So it could have been possible because Meteor City seems like they don't forget. Um, it could have been possible that, that this was because of something that happened decades ago. And uh-huh. they've been trying to find um, the clan since then. And that may have been why they move around so much. Yeah. And they just got caught slipping. Um, yeah. Which we're, we're not going to know until the movie comes out. But clearly they got mm-hmm. caught slipping. Yeah. My theory is along uh, the lines of yours. I mm-hmm. think that the mob the the boss the not boss the leader of the Kurta clan mm-hmm. i think he did some shady shit with meteor city and that's why he's like trying to keep everyone from going into the city until they're old enough to you know control themselves because yeah. any Cause he because with with what with what he did to have those kids i mean those uh those punks you know, set up Kurapika and stuff. Mm-hmm. He seems like shady, and from the way he looks, he seems like he could be like some real shady dude. I mean, whichever one of our theories turns out to be true, I think it's going to be very. It has the potential to be very interesting in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, why all the secrecy? Like, 
if you're strong enough, like they can send the most powerful people in the world gunning for you, and you wouldn't really have anything to worry about if you um, if you trained your people properly, if you let them know what like legitimately what all the dangers were. And it seems like the clan is kept in place by everyone being afraid of what could happen um, if they get found out, unless that okay, we genuinely want to protect the clan and this is why we're doing this. And it's like the lack of honesty um, with everyone is really suspect. Yeah. It's real crazy. So I I wouldn't be surprised if there's some crazy backdoor shit going on. Yeah, no, definitely. And that's why, like I said, after reading this, it was more like, oh man, I wish I could see the movie, but we're not going to be able to see it for at least six months or whatever, however long it takes. At least. Um, And that's... yeah hoping someone licenses it so we can all own it on blu-ray right or whatever your favorite by then i yeah your favorite means dvd <laughs> vhs <laughs> betamax especially vhs umd i hope betamax is like i'm yeah. hoping for laserdisc because sony doesn't get tired <laughs> of failing at, um at media right <laughs> so uh but overall i mean i thought it was a really good little two chapters uh whatever it was 68 pages total because it was 34 and 34 whatever number it was they didn't have to give yeah. it to us and i'm glad they did yeah it was 68 pages and and it was a nice little just back to seeing like in the world and after the hiatus for however long it's been and now we get two chapters and the art's still kind of subpar but that's tagashi for you stop asking for too much Diego. right I know. You're lucky know. he sat down in a place. <laughs> and he gave us a story about death and massacres. Like yeah, He gave was... us what we like. Yeah. Even if it was just text like, on a page. I feel like the reason why he had to put it on, on text, because I heard that some people were angry that he didn't like he didn't draw the massacre. Uh, it's a lot easier to do like written, especially just with black backgrounds because of it's a child magazine after all. So. I think too, um, with the problem, I, I don't know if it would be a problem so much for the Japanese, but a problem a lot with, for the Western audience would be the images that it conjures up because it, it's very similar of um, when, and of course we would call them terrorists in this context, but when uh, Western citizens have recently gotten abducted in the Middle East and were beheaded on video, I think it would it would call back images of stuff like that, and um, that would be really disconcerting. To I mean, this is by no means a lighthearted manga, but it it wouldn't feel wholly appropriate. I think it, it's much better um, the way it's left now, where uh, you imagine what happened because with the right um, leading, with the right prompts. Um, in written word like your mind could come up with some really terrible things and yeah. sometimes way worse than what people could ever um, animate or act out so some of the scariest like horror movies do that mm-hmm. and they they don't even show you the scary thing they just allude to it in your mind just makes crazy shit happen i mean i don't have any children and personally i would not want to see the bodies of the children that he's talking about here Mm -hmm. like i don't think that would be necessary for the story and i think if you if you clamor for that to be shown there's something wrong with you i'm sure that you could find a manga that does that for you yeah if you're really that desperate for something like that right 
Like I said, I, I felt like I did a good enough job, and it was it was what needed to be done because um, much like the what's it called the the chapter where we had um, Kamuni. God, what's her name? The, the oh, Kamugi. Kamugi and the king, or the yeah the king. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it was just that whole entire black, and like you didn't need to see what was happening. You just need to hear like what was being said between the two of them. All you know is that you were crying. You need to know why. Right. Yeah. You would have like been able to, to see me, the pages like, clearly anyway. Right. Like, that to me was like, that's how you know that you don't need... Like, that's good storytelling because it's all imagination. It's and it, all it whatever was, you want to see. Um, it was an additional cooler because if you remember, she's blind. So it, it's being told from her perspective at that point. Um, or you could make the interpretation if you ignore that he could have just been lazy. Um it allows you to put yourself in her shoes in that those final few moments. Like she doesn't know what's going on. Um, and she does know that she's about to die. Uh-huh. And like this guy is the person left that she's never seen, but we assume they're in love with each other. And that's another story. Mm-hmm. I so want that to be animated. Cause I just want to see all of the souls being crushed simultaneously on Twitter. Yeah. And I know, I know Diego yeah. will, will helpfully retweet all of them. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I will do that. I will do my best because I was having so much fun when that came out in the manga. I just want to my whole timeline to just be people weeping. Yeah. Yes, I just want people to cry. It's like, I don't understand. Why am I feeling things? This girl, <laughs> she can't even breathe without snot everywhere. Like, why? Why do I care? Why am I disgusted and sad? But um, to get back to this chapter, yeah, I, I don't feel like even um, if this was this. I mean, obviously, it's, I don't know how this is going to fit into the movie. If it's going to fit in at all. Um, if that so happens, I would just like it to be a reporter being like, yeah, we have footage, but it was so terrible that we decided not to air it. Or like have her. It's like someone just walking and you can hear the voice of the reporter in the background, but you can't see them at all. So it kind of fits, but without you having to look at the images. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see because, I mean, obviously you can't assume that everybody saw, like everyone read this, right? So you have to show part of this in the movie. Yep. And they're probably only going to get it with 30 minutes probably i don't know how early people come to the movie theater but or how early they let you in anyway so you may get volume zero 30 45 minutes in advance of the movie some people may get it two minutes before the movie starts because they might slip in late so not everybody's gonna get a chance to read this so it has to be incorporated in some way into the movie um because it does seem like it would fit directly into the movie story so um but Hey, like, I don't get final say in anything creatively in Hunter Hunter, and that's probably a good thing. Uh, so, we'll believe see. it or not, we're not Tagashi. <laughs> no, we are it's not. Crazy. So, um, we'll see how that goes. So, anything else before I jump to this email? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, that should be it on my behalf. You? Go if- for it. Okay, so we got an email from Austin, which is nice. Is the first one in a while. Hey, what's up, HXH Podcast? I don't know why I read that. 
I felt <laughs> sorry for you guys since you didn't receive any email last episode. Oh, thank you. I'm Aww. not really sure what to put in here, so I'll just ask a couple questions. Okay. You didn't know what to say in email, so you emailed. <laughs> One, Dr. Foxy Brown, where'd you come up with your name? Dame um, Dr. Foxy Brown. Yeah, he missed the beginning. But I actually do several other podcasts, the first of which was um, the Ask Backwards Anime podcast, which is why Doctor shows up so much. And in the first episode of the show, we did not have nicknames for anybody. We just talked, and we never called each other by name. It was mean and weird, and I'm sure everyone who heard that episode was confused. Um, by episode two, I think, um, I basically said, hey, what should I call myself? And one of my friends was like, you should be Foxy Brown. And I was like, okay, I'm going to ignore that that was the only person you could think of with an <laughs> afro. <laughs> and I'm just going to use it anyway because it was cool because I had nothing and I think within that same episode or in the next episode after I introduced myself I said like you don't know who I am I could be anybody like I could say I was knighted by the queen and that I was a doctor and you couldn't question it because you don't know any better and from then on I started calling myself Dame Dr. Foxy Brown because former British Empire. I can do that. So question two is actually relevant to Hunter Hunter. I guess if you didn't know that story. Uh, if you guys could have any type of net, what would you choose? Enhancement, transmuter, etc. Or which one you think best fits your personality? And when you choose your type of net, what do you think your special ability would be? Good luck, Austin. Thanks, Austin, for that awesome email. Yep. And if anyone can write us more, that'd be a great but now to answer the question, Bull Beast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bam on the spot. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Let's see. Hmm. Uh, God damn it. Okay, fine. I'll answer. Yes, um, if you have, someone has one already. <laughs> please go. I think that um, if I look particularly at the characters that if if we cheat and use the Soka system. Uh, which is probably pretty flawed, but whatever. Uh, just going by the characters that I identified with most coming into this show, I think more than likely I would have been a manipulator. Um, just because my personality seems to be in line with um, Killua, mm-hmm. uh, Ahsoka, and the others. And I would really want to be a specialist, though, because who doesn't want to cheat at everything exactly and i'm sure i've had a traumatic enough life to have developed something like that why not well you don't if know we take me. into consider if you yeah nobody knows you <laughs> you don't know my pain. you live in the bahamas um if you take into consideration the things because remember how he had this whole entire like enhancers are determined and simple most of them never lie and hide nothing. Their words and actions are often dominated by their feelings. Did you look it up? They're generally very selfish and focused on their goals. Transmuters are whimsical liars. Transmutation users have unique attitudes, and many are regarded as weirdos or cheaters. They rarely reveal reveal their true intentions. I think that's... Conjurers... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Conjurers are typically high-strung. They are often on guard as they are to be overly cautious. They are very observant and rarely fall into the traps... Being able to analyze things calmly is the strength of the materialization of users. Emitters are impatient and not detailed-oriented. Many of them are quick-tempered and hot-blooded. They resemble the users in building their impulsivity. Impulsivity. Yeah. 
but the difference with them, they probably tend to calm down and forget more easily. Manipulators are logical people who advance at their own pace. They are all for arguments and tend to want to keep their families and loved ones safe. On the other hand, when it comes to pursuing their own goals, they do not listen to what others might have to say about it. And lastly, but not least, specialists are indiv individualistic and charismatic. They will tell you anything important on them and refrain from being close friends. Clearly, because my personality is in between manipulator and specialist. <laughs> but because of their natural char charisma that draws others, they are always surrounded by many people. Clearly, between manipulators. <laughs> so there you go. So there, so taking that into consideration, like, what would you be? I mean, obviously, we already figured out Foxy. Yeah, so I'd probably end up being some kind of enhancer. Something <laughs> <laughs> a little softy. Yeah. Some I, kind of supportive ability. Some kind, I would get stuck with some kind of healing ability, <laughs> even though I wish I, I want to hit things with a hammer <laughs> or in the face with a punch. I would say that mine would be between transmuter and a conjurer. Well, you are a liar. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, it's like I am regarded as a weirdo or a cheater. And at the Sometimes. same time, right. And I am very observant and rarely do I fall into traps. So <laughs> Does anybody really? <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of the last time there was a trap in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, How's this is a Hunter Hunter world. It's like, you know? yo, right. man, the last time I was considered the greatest game of all, and I was on this <laughs> island, and these people were hunting me to the death. I totally fell into every trap. It's a yeah. miracle that I'm alive today. It turns out it was just a paintball game, but it's like it totally suck. That's an awesome story. In battle royale, but I like that we all pick different things, and I hope nobody felt pressured to pick something different. No, I mean, again, it just is based on what you have for. Like I said, for your, for the theory that that's unlearned, I think it's like a personality test. Like, yeah, you get it's, to choose that. It's totally like a sort of horoscope thing. Yeah, like blood type A people are like this. Right. Yes. Like uh, blood type zero people are awesome and the best. <laughs> sure. If I, type zero. Anything, if I could do anything with my transmuting powers, though, mm -hmm. it would definitely be like what Killua has with electricity. That is nice. I've lightning always hair. enjoyed, yeah, I've always enjoyed just being able to harness the power of lightning. <laughs> if I could do that in real life, that'd be amazing. I hope, though, that you would carry around a hammer, even if it's a big foam hammer. Yeah. <laughs> and you would and just dress like, up pretend as, like I'm Thor. As, yeah. <laughs> or, like, on different days, you would grab a toga and, like, either ball your head or, or like, wear a ball cap. And pretend to be Zeus and just bone every woman that you see. It's like yeah. I am Zeus. Zeus had a nice full beard. King He's of just like King of the Gods. Right. Don't you want to have sex with me? No. Okay, I'm gonna turn into a swan, and then you're gonna change your mind. <laughs> yeah, it's like I am now a hawk. Fly away. <laughs> but nothing actually happens. You're just saying that. <laughs> and yeah. if someone says otherwise, you just zap them. It's like that looks very similarly like you, just with a beak, <laughs> walking away awkwardly. Oh, Zeus is just one big rape joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about you, Bullet Beast? Oh, you said it already. You would just be a healer. Yeah, he said an enhancer, and he'd be a healer. Uh, yeah, like if if we're going by the personality thing, like I'd probably have some kind of support power. Mm-hmm. To help other people fight. 
Um, but like, if I could choose, it'd be something hot blooded and and manly, and manly, and ripping off my shirt and <laughs> punching things in the face. Actually, no, yeah, that we'll just combine all that. And like, I punch people and it heals them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm doing like Street Fighter combos to them to heal them. Yeah, there we go. It's like the more you punch me, the more you heal me. This hurts me more than it hurts you. I don't know why I was sitting here all this time laughing and not looking up manipulators. Uh, I can tell you what it says. Okay, manipulation. Uh, what's it says? Uh, Illumi is a manipulator. I mean, like, Shall not describe what they do. Okay, uh, give me a second. Oh, what they do. Yeah, what makes yeah, the manipulation? Manipulation is the ability to control living or non-living material. Abilities belonging to manipulators allow the users to control living or not living things in a certain way. The main advantage being able to manipulate enemies. The degree of control is principally determined by a condition that usually puts the manipulator at risk. Attaching objects on the enemy, touching the enemy in a certain way. And of course, the larger the risk, the better the degree of control. So who are these? So like, Illumi, Shalnark. Shalnark, Kaluto, Suji, Squala, Base... Uh, yeah, I figured it was Squala. Um, yeah. I think my abilities would be similar to Squala, probably. Um, but of course, far more badass. It would be like bear control or something like that. <laughs> yes, bear control. <laughs> I control bears. <laughs> yeah. like you, you're going to have to wait because they're going to have to swim over to the bombers. <laughs> <laughs> but when they get here... They're Last gonna... week, several bears died <laughs> in the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> it's like it's the weirdest thing. All these bears just jumped into the ocean. I'm like, man, what are you doing? You can't swim. Stop. <laughs> no, but if you're a manipulator, like even if the bears couldn't swim, I think they would totally swim through the entire ocean to get to you. Just as soon as you stop controlling them, they're probably going to die. <laughs> yeah. Look, you better get them some food. But like... Okay, two weeks later in the Bahamas, 15 bears collapsed of exhaustion and starvation. We don't know what happened, but they mauled 300 people to death. <laughs> so like, I think I would just have my bears and I would just be reenacting scenes from various stupid movies and TV shows. Yep. Like, Make sure you give one a monocle. I'd start a circus. <laughs> <laughs> and I would just become rich and, and have all this. Then everyone would be like, you know... This is animal cruelty. And then I manipulated the bear's um, vocal cords to say, this is not animal cruelty. I am totally happy doing this. <laughs> I consent to these actions. <laughs> and I would take... The funny part is that for some reason, I don't know why, but I, I picture that you would do that with, like, a Lumi, Like, how the, the, the people move like they're zombies. Yes. So, like, the bear's just, like, walking, like, all retarded looking, like... <laughs> and he's got a little hat. They would walk like people, which would look hilarious right. with bear muscles. <laughs> but like I would do it the talking bear thing and like everything with my powers would just be to amuse me which I think fits with the whole manipulator thing I would take the bears on like CNN and do like this whole round of interviews <laughs> with the bear and like none of the questions we answer would be about the fact that they're talking bears like all of the questions would be like politics or the Miami Dolphins or just like ridiculous conversations with bears on TV where you have the pundits like actually have to talk to this bear seriously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it would be like the most ridiculous TV ever, but no one would be able to stop. And I, would you 
have him wear like a suit if he went on live TV, or would you just yes. be like, no, it's okay? Like, like I think vest? I think I would dress them like Yogi Bear. Like they would just wear random pieces of clothing. Like <laughs> it'd just be like a tie and a hat. Be like, like yep. Yeah. <laughs> this is naked, but he has a tie on, so it's cool. <laughs> One has a Michael Jackson glove. And like, well, he's got he's going on TV, so he's got to look classy. And like I would have the bears, like the like you know how the conversation people sometimes get heated. I would have the bear start to get angry. What <laughs> <laughs> bear angry? Just to see the people in the studio start flipping out. It's yes. like, oh my god, get the tranquilizer guns. It's like, excuse me, sir, but if you believe the Jets are going to win this game, I'm going to have to claw your face off. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Bear, I need you to calm down. It's like, are you trying to say that a bear can't have a civil discussion? Because I will tell you that that is racist, sir. That is, <laughs> that is Just because my skin is black, just because my fur is black, does not mean I'm always angry. I just, like, I would just do so many silly things. And of course, eventually, I would use the bears to kill people. Because... Yeah. What else when you get bored, you would just murder the whole newsroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I know that, you remember that time you thought the bear was going to get angry and kill everyone? This bear is not going to get angry at all. This bear is a peaceful bear. These other 14 bears that got <laughs> in somehow, <laughs> they're going to kill everyone. <laughs> and then, like, we would escape and the bears would be running on all fours and I'll be sitting on the back of one of the bears and <laughs> just run off into the forest. It would be the best thing. And then I'd probably get shot by someone. But it would be funny. It's like people would be like, this was the greatest week of TV ever. <laughs> oh, no. I just imagine, like, you and your bears take over television. Right. The rise and fall of Every the Foxy Empire. I, don't, I want to see the, the bear's life. Uh, the, what's the women's channel one? Um, Lifetime? Yeah, I want to see Bear Lifetime channel. It's like all, of the, like all a... of the battered women in these movies have been replaced by bears. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, he opens the door. What? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to hit you that time. I was... I'm sorry. I apologize. Please don't eat me. <laughs> like, this is how you empower women. Oh, my God. By turning them into bears and they claw the guy's face off. Yes. It's like, rar means rar. <laughs> it's like, and they take over Comedy Central, and it's like, like comedians is a bad joke. Bear just goes on stage, eats it. I, really, dude, I would do anything you did other that... than have Stephen Colbert do a show with a bear standing slightly off camera. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that would suck, because like, you know how much he hates bears. Exactly. It just like, like, you say one bad thing about a bear, son, you're going to get it. <laughs> and you I know. feel like, I know, you would have to be, you would have to do something, like, to survive in a hunter-hunter world, in your case, mm-hmm. to be able to, like, you controlled bears. I haven't seen a single fucking bear in this show, except for, in the beginning, the fox, the fox bear. bear. Right. They're all in the Bahamas. <laughs> 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 They're all here chilling out being my friends, yeah. 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 So the fox bear would be your 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 weapon. That thing is humongous, um, dude. It is humongous. It I get that. I mean, kite had to cut it down to to be able to kill it. They would. I mean, um, you've seen Jing fox. control like bigger animals, dragons so. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. So like, I'm just thinking like, if if you were to like, like, how would you use that in the world? Like, you would have to like, you said you were between manipulation and what was the other one again? Specialization. 
So then you would use specialized, and that's up to you. So at that point, you could do. I don't think the specialization part would be related to the bears at all. No. It would just. It would probably be just some other power. Or like maybe the specialization just shows itself up as manipulation of the bears and something else entirely. Mm-hmm. So people just assume it's manipulation. But um, in terms of what I would do in the world with the bears, we go on adventures. Like that would just be my thing. Like just like how Squala has his dogs as his homeboys. Like that would be it. <laughs> like. Yep. We would create silly YouTube videos where the bears are b-boys and I'm just standing there posing. And <laughs> I would deliver one rap line. Like, I would just be, I think I would just be the YouTube sensation of the Hunter Hunter world. Mm-hmm. And, okay. like, if bears are doing the Gangnam style. Eventually, <laughs> Gangnam bears. Eventually, like, people would come and try and clown me and like my bears would have to put them in place. Like, I think I would be like a self-made millionaire or something and like I would probably not do anything active because it would probably take a lot of energy to control bears. So like I would, would you like would you only want to control like five bears at a time or like ten bears at a time? Like do you want to set yourself that limit? Because I know Squala, he only had the five. Right, I, I think, so that you'd be able to control them all at the same time. I think it'd probably be two. Probably would be the max you could like. The way he controlled his dogs, like people, almost. I think mm-hmm. two would probably be the most you could fully control at a time. But you could probably have a couple of them doing like repetitive tasks, like dancing, for example. You could probably yes. <laughs> you probably have a lot more if it's just like one message you're giving them over. And I imagine you would have one dancing just all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> That bear would hate me so much. <laughs> or you can have him switch off. Like, up, oh, it's it's your turn to be the dancing bear for the week. Like he would never be able to stop dancing. I like the one thing I would want my bears to do. Like, mm-hmm. um, when someone would ask, "Okay, bear, why don't you get up on this ball and do the the trick from the circus?" Like they mm-hmm. immediately get killed for asking that. Like that's that's <laughs> the one thing they won't do. Mm-hmm. But um, like in terms get up on the cycle, be like no. I think I'd probably be like some sort of, most likely some sort of teacher, but like um, one of those that's so hidden in the wilderness. Like finding me is its own lesson. It's like once you arrive there, it's like you've already learned all you need to know. Now leave before my bears kill you. <laughs> yeah. Get out of my house. It's like no, I didn't run away here. As some great lesson to all my future students, I just live here. I don't like people. That's, Clearly, I feel like if I, I think that if I found ever found out about that, I'd go there and I'd just shock all your bears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be the best. <laughs> Which would be fine, like as long as you were awake. Hunter I, Hunter Diego versus Hunter Hunter Boxy. I hope you never plan on sleeping. <laughs> Because you're never, unless you live on an island where bears don't live, but you're never too far away from a bear, especially on the West Coast. It's like, oh, hell no. It's like at any moment, <laughs> there could be a bear near you. I'm like in California. There's bears everywhere. Exactly. So you should not go electrocuting my bears, sir. So you'd be running from the bears and you'd be like, please, please punch me. Oh, Please punch me in the face. They're tearing my face off. 
Well, no, I figure if I get really good at it, like Killua did, remember like how they were able to sleep and then be able to keep guard? You're never on guard from a bear. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm picturing this bear, like, ninjaing up to where I'm sleeping, just, like, tippy-toeing. Could you imagine a bear in, like, camouflage gear? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, like yeah. I think it, it could like the condition could also be something like the more you give a particular bear instructions, the more autonomous it gets. So like they like intelligence is probably the wrong word, but like whatever I endow them with, they gain and they can use for themselves. So at some point, I would be in danger from the bears if I treat them because they would rise up behind you. It, I wouldn't be able to use them for long periods of time, which I think would be unfair to everyone on Earth if I just had a limited supply of bears. <laughs> so I don't know. I figure at some point, humane society would be like, okay. Not if the bears get them. No, you're not going right. to. PETA comes in and it's like, <laughs> so hey, just destroy the humane out. society. <laughs> PETA or UN or someone comes in and I would like, make hey. Them, I would let the, door, the bear answer the door. Like, yeah. All right. Like I, your your bear butler. Yeah. Have a fully reasoned conversation with this bear, and if he agrees to go with you, you can have him, and then leave. I'd see how long they would try to do that. Just instead of having to like have the bear thinking it's talking, but it's just roaring. <laughs> I could totally see that being like, I just, I don't know, I don't even know what's going on right now. This bear is trying to talk to me, and I'm just, like, understanding what it's saying. And I'm just going to walk away because I don't even know what's happening. But that would be um, my ability, I think. Yeah, and suddenly both me and Bulabisas look really lame because we didn't really <laughs> go of, like, imagination-wise. I just went, like, yeah, lightning, that'd be cool. <laughs> it's like, let me have the exact power of someone in the show. Yeah. <laughs> It was more of a, I've always wanted to yeah. control lightning and, like, just be able to, to use it to my advantage of world conquering. Yeah. Or just the, the electrocute people, because it's fun. Bullet Beast just wants to punch mm. people in the face. And, and it... Yeah. And it, but it's, an, it's for a good cause. And it's for a good cause. Yeah. So it's not like he's doing that to be a dick. Yeah. He's doing that because he clearly loves the person he's healing. Yes. Yep. And see, but when you punch me, you hurt yourself. Cool. So that's straight yep. off. All right. I, Is that it then? I think, so. yeah. like, I think, I think that's we're all... it. Like, now that I've destroyed this, a couple <laughs> seconds of the conversation got cut off when the recorder crashed, but I'm sure they'll be able to understand it. You punched so, it dead. In conclusion, yep. um, to Austin's email, uh, one of my friends is racist. That's where Dame Doctor Foxy Brown came from. Um, to question two, uh, Diego would be, I forgot what you said, a transmuter. Uh, yeah, no, manipulator, no, not manipulator, yeah, transmuter That's and right. conjurer, yeah. Because he's a whimsical liar. Um, mm-hmm. Bullet Beast is simple and determined, so he would be an enhancer, and he would heal people by punching them in the face. And I would be a manipulator slash specialist, and I would have bears. 
So this is what happens when you email us. Look, look at all of the fun stuff because I have a ridiculous imagination. So, and we can, just feed that imagination. So and sometimes I help. So, so it could be really funny and entertaining, or I don't know. You might hate this whole segment. I, I'm not sure what your sense of humor is like, but the, you may wish you never asked that question. I feel I like know. if you didn't laugh at all during that whole entire time, then you should just stop listening right now and not ever listening. It's dead on the right? inside. Just not listen to this ever again. So the email address again, in case you want to send us a question, like Austin did, even though his was totally random. We will answer it somewhat seriously. HXHpodcast at gmail.com. Um, the website, again, is hxhpodcast.wordpress.com. Facebook, which Diego posts on far more than I ever would. Facebook.com slash hxhpodcast. Same thing with Twitter, um, at hxhpodcast. Thank you guys for listening through all of this nonsense. Um Yes. Clearly, you guys are enjoying the anime. Um, those of you that keep up with the manga, I know you can't help yourself. And we all get to look forward to the movie. Some sooner than others. So until next time, when we will, according to Diego, we will do a recap of the entire York New York. So this will be the second time we've done this. So go ahead and um, yep. look forward to that. Yeah. Shout outs to Kyle and Orion. Sure. Bye. Yeah. All right. See you guys next time.